welcome to another episode of Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And this week, we are talking about a kidnapping. Yeah. Not to frighten you. Not to be scaring you, Should but... we do, like, a trigger warning on this? I guess. I guess. I mean, because we're going to talk... I mean, some of the stories. Yeah. So we will, like, go into some kidnapping stories um, and then some of our own personal stories. So I guess if that's something that you don't want to listen to, yeah. you can just bow out. Keep Like we said, mute it, but keep it playing. <laughs> keep it playing, please. Do you have any updates? Updates. So this past weekend, Joe went on his guy's trip, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how much I enjoyed my alone time. I love it when they're away for a while. Okay, sometimes I feel guilty. I don't, I feel guilty. I don't feel guilty, no. but... Maybe, like, with Joe, I feel guilty because he'll message me, call, check in, and I'm like, you don't need to check yeah. in. It's fine. Just yeah. send me a little heart gif yep. every day, and it's cool. Yep. But he'll message me like, hey, what are you doing? How's it going? Let me call you. Uh-uh. And I'm like, what? Leave me and Raven alone. Yeah. We're having a girls weekend. Yep. Go talk to your friends. That's- Go talk to your friends. Like, <laughs> I, I'm i leaving you alone, yep. so leave me alone. Yep. Um, so it was really nice. I feel, I feel like I ate way too much. I ate too much in bed. Uh-huh. And, like, the next morning you have all the dishes, and it's like, oh, shit, let me clean this up before Joe sees all of this. Um, do you do the thing, too, where it's like a tornado has hit your house? It's like, he's been gone for two days, and I need to repick up the house and clean up because yeah. everything's everywhere. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what that is, either. Because it's like, why can you pick up after yourself when they're there? Yeah. But when they're not, is it like the pressure's off, so you know? Yeah, you maybe can it's leave. just like courtesy. Also, I feel like Jake picks up after me a lot, so. <laughs> you really have it good. I can't say that enough. <laughs> no, I I see. I like it a lot during the day when I have, like, the day to myself in mm-hmm. the house. But at night, is I don't sleep because I just assume yeah. that I'm going to be murdered. So Obviously. Why is it? Why am I like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it was really nice because I would wake up in the mornings. I would have my little coffee and walk Raven outside. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go for my run and just enjoy yeah. the quiet. That's nice. And Joe's always, yeah, Joe's always, he thinks I hate silence, but it's like, if it's quiet, if he's around me, he'll kind of like talk. And if I need to focus, I'm like, can you just turn the TV on or the music? Yeah. And he's always like, babe hates silence. And I'm like, no, I just hate silence when like you're yes. taking it up and away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I get it. I get yeah. It. How was your trip? Um, the trip was good. I went to Connecticut. Uh, I saw my mom off. She finally retired and went back to Portugal, hung out with her Thursday, brought her to the airport Friday. That was a nightmare. She went out of Newark, New Jersey, which it's only supposed to be like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. It took four hours to get there. And Jake was just being a cranky baby the whole time. Oh so. no, was Jake Great. driving? No, I was driving. So why was he being cranky? I don't know. You tell me, Sam. <laughs> Jake, why were you being crazy? Eventually, by like the next day, because he was just like cranked for like the whole time. I get it. It's like not the yeah. funnest thing. But I was like, Jake, I'm going to need to tell you now that your cranky behavior is now starting to affect me. And I've been trying to keep it together because I know you're grumped, but you got to stop now. So he, he turned it around because then also we went to go hang out with my friends and that's always like a great time. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'm going to lay out a scenario for you. Okay, I'm I need, excited. I need you to tell me if this is bad manners or if I'm just being like too stuffy. Okay. Okay. So Thursday night, my mom had a few of my cousins over um, for like a last dinner thing, kind of clear out her fridge for her for her big Love trip. Love that. Um, so... It was two of my cousins, my aunt, um, and my brother's wife. And then Louis, who is her boyfriend, also invited his daughter and her two kids. Okay, so she comes, my mom lives on the third floor. My mom does not have an AC. She's insane. I get it. Um, but it wasn't, it was after the heat wave. It wasn't, it honestly wasn't too bad. This girl comes in with her two kids, her kids like 12 and 7, and she, is on her phone and she bypasses Jake who says hi to them comes into the kitchen and just immediately is like 
I, I, I can't even believe you're on the third floor. My dad didn't tell me there's no AC here. I drove the whole way here without AC and now it's like blazing hot in here. I can't even believe I like, why didn't my dad tell me this? Why didn't my dad tell me that there was no AC? And I was just like, hi. And like oh her kids gosh. aren't saying anything. She's not looking at anybody. She's just like angrily texting on her phone. She's like beat red. And I'm just like, can I get you like a glass of water? Mm -hmm. um, in the lit, like if you guys want to go into the living room, it's super cool in there. It's just like the kitchen's hot because we're cooking. We've been cooking all goddamn day. She didn't acknowledge that I said anything, and Ew. then just stood there in the kitchen, like kind of in the way of everything, with her kids that were just like not saying anything. And so I was very uncomfortable. <gasps> so Michelle. I just went into the dining room where Jake was, and Jake's like, she didn't, she is not in a good mood. I was like. Yeah, she came in hot, like physically <laughs> and like energy wise. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. And so I was just like standing there because I'm like, I don't know, like I can't help you. And you're just standing in the way and you're making me so fucking uncomfortable because if it was somebody in my family, I'd be like, you need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really know her. Um, she's probably, Did your mom say anything? No, my mom was acting like it wasn't happening. She's like, hi, kids. And I'm just like, my mom, I don't know where my mom comes from sometimes. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she was acting like it. she wasn't just talking shit in the corner. Um, so she, ended, she ends up going into the living room. I'm like, thank God. I go back in. We finish dinner. Whatever. My mom's a There's more? Yes. Oh, hell. So, like, there's a dining room that we had set up for all of the adults, and then the kitchen, which is, like, literally right there, we had set up for the kids, because it was, like, her two kids, and my cousin has a five-year-old, let's say. Um, so we were going to set them up there, because there's not enough space in the dining room, which is always how we've always done it in my family. I don't think it's weird to have, like, a kid's table. Uh, no, it's not. No. Everyone does that. Everyone does that. Especially if there's not enough space at the other table actually for the kids. Like, if there was, sure, have the kids mm -hmm. here. It's not like we're excluding them. Yeah. My mom's like, all right, everyone go sit. Like, we're about to bring food out or whatever. And her boyfriend goes and sits. And then um, his daughter's kids go and sit there, too, as does she. And so I'm just like, is Lewis going to tell them, like, the kids are over here, like, there's not enough seats? He doesn't say a word. And then my brother's wife went over and she was awkward because she was like, she knew the kids were, we had said it a few times, like the kids are going to sit in the kitchen. And so she was like, oh, I'm not sure where we're all sitting. And then Lewis's daughter just looks at her and says, just take a seat. And so then she's like, okay. So she sits down. My cousin is also like, I think all the kids are supposed to sit in the kitchen because um, there's not enough space for everybody here. And... Lewis's daughter does not look at her, does not respond to her, looks straight at her dad and goes, I will lose my fucking shit right now. What the yes, fuck? Yes. I didn't hear any of this. I was in the kitchen being like, are they seriously all sitting there? So then me, my mom, and Jake sat in the kitchen by ourselves. Oh, no. When, like, how, like, I never see my family. And so, like, I was just like, okay, so cool. Like, I'm not hanging out with my cousins. I'm not hanging out with my brother's wife. Her kids are there. They're not eating a goddamn... She didn't eat a goddamn thing. Oh, shit. And she's sitting at the main table with everybody, refusing to move. And so me, who has drove four yeah. hours to see my family and be with my family and just cooked for 10 hours, yeah. is now sitting in the kitchen. Wow. And, like, we had a good time. Like, me and my mom just, like, killed a bottle of wine. We were just, like, talking about shit. It was that. fine. And then, like, they left. And then we moved over there. And Lewis had gone down to walk her out. And then that's when they told me that she had said that. And I was just like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. What is your problem? Like, get get yourself out of here. Yes. I was beyond. And when I was telling my mom about it, she's like, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. No, I'm like, it's not fine, mom. It's not fine. And I'm it's sorry. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. If I ever did that in somebody's house, she would... Like, I never even acted out in public because I couldn't even act out in my own house. Like, mm -hmm. no way was I going to make a scene in public ever, like, growing up. And now she's just, like, hunky-dory with somebody being that fucking rude and, like, like disrespectful. Maybe she's afraid of her. I, I think she's just like, yeah, that's his daughter. Like, he can deal with it. But he obviously... How old is she? She's maybe, like, 35, 36. Ew. Yeah. Lose your shit. I would like to see what happens if you lose your shit. What yeah. did she say at the table? She I'm said, gonna "Fucking lose it." Yeah, I'm gonna fucking lose it. But anyway, so that happens, and I was okay. Just but like, I can't believe you literally were like, "I were maybe am I being? Was it bad manners, or am I just crazy?" It's like, yeah. no, it was that's bad manners, awful right? Yeah. Manners. 
Jesus. I'm like, who raised you? Uh, okay. That's enough on that. Um, okay, but was the food good? The food was delicious. Hmm. Um, I do have some updates from last episode. Okay. Um, so what kind of update? I have a bad one and an amazing one. Oh. Um, I have not seen Batman. It's been like two weeks and our neighborhood outdoor cat has yet to be seen. I'm very nervous and assuming that he has passed and that makes me very, very upset. So that's the update on Batman. And then the amazing news, so we were at Ethan's party last night, mm-hmm. and there was a dog there, and I was, like, talking to a different group of people, and Nina was, like, talking to Jake and being like, Michelle really wants a dog. Look how cool dogs are or whatever. She was campaigning for me hard. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, well, we'll probably end up getting a dog next year. And my head <laughs> turned around like the fucking exorcist, oh. and I was just like, what? That's so exciting, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, but I love it. Uh, so if this podcast brings great. me nothing else, it brings me a dog. Oh my gosh! And then Raven will have a little buddy, yeah, that can protect her yes. from the cats because the cats are just gonna beat that dog up. So then they can team up against the cats. Yeah, and then Dottie and Ichabod will be like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" They'll be like, "Yeah, a dogs rule, cats rule." <laughs> <laughs> they get t-shirts made. <laughs> Well, I kind of have an update too, a little wildlife update. So where I live, there's like a little stream that the ocean comes through. It sounds more magical than it is. But I've been hunting for snails. Not hunting as in like killing them, but just snail gazing. Yeah. So pretty much anytime it rains, I can usually spot like at least three to four snails and I always stop and pet them. I'll have to share some of my oh, photos because I took photos of I them. I love it. I don't know. Snails are like my favorite thing. They're so freaking cute. And then also with wildlife, the other night when Joe was gone, I was walking Raven outside and it was like around 1.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and... Risky. (laughs) Very risky. (laughs) Um, And so I'm walking and I see two front legs, like like dog legs walking Uh towards me. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder who's out this late because usually I'll never see anyone out that late. Yeah. So I see like these two little furry legs like walking towards Mm -hmm. me. And then all of a sudden I see these two glowing eyes in the dark. And I like, Uh I stop so fucking fast and I like see this coyote and like he's like right there Sam. and he like looks up and he stops and then I stop and I go nope and I like turn around so fast and Raven tried to bark she's like woo and then she saw and she's like nope and then yeah. she turned around and I'm like Raven let's go I was so afraid because I'm like I don't know if coyotes run after you or what they really I, do yeah I'm not sure I've never seen them that close before just Whoa. like if I'm in a car driving late at night I'll see them um but on the way back I just kept looking behind us making sure the coyote Uh wasn't coming up but it's so weird that he was on the walking path and I felt so bad because I'm like okay well obviously it's like we're on his territory but what if he had insomnia and he's just going out for a walk he's like Michelle he was so so chill like it was raining it was so calm and like peaceful and he was just like walking and I was walking and we just like stop in each other's paths and we're like nope and he kind of trickled away and so did I then when I got back up to my apartment I'm looking out the blinds like looking for him where's this coyote (sighs) and then of course I google what what do you do if you see a coyote walking with your dog and all of this stuff Joe's like, well, what do, what do we do? And I'm yeah. like, you're supposed to raise your hands up like this in your arms and get big. But of course, I wouldn't want to. No. I wouldn't want to scare him. I feel like if he started charging at mm-hmm. you, yeah. But as long as, long as you're able to like crab walk yeah. out of there. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> oh, good job, Raven. Yeah. So that was our little wildlife adventure. Oh, look. You got wildlife too. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to be talking about kidnappings. Which is so terrifying. So terrifying. So terrifying. Um, I'm going to kick it off with a little thing that we grew up with called Stranger Danger. The whole concept of that was adults that you don't know are dangerous. Like, do not go near Mm -hmm. them. Any adult that is not familiar to you, you should stay the fuck away from. Lately, they've been combating that a little bit just because obviously if you're a lost child, you need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're trying to teach kids like who are 
people that seem safe. Like if a man has like a badge, a security officer, a mom with her children, that's usually a safe bet. Um, which makes sense because you do need help sometimes. And so just telling every kid like you can't talk to strangers is not actually that helpful. No. Obviously, if a stranger's coming up to you in a car and being like, get in the car, that's a stranger danger yeah. scenario. <laughs> So this really kicked off with um, Etan Pats when he went missing in New York. That happened in 79. And unfortunately, it was the first time he was walking to the bus station. It was only two blocks away. They had like practiced it a bunch of times. And his mother had a friend that had an apartment that overlooked the bus stop. And so she was like, everything's in order. Everything's going to be fine. He ended up going missing in those two blocks. And oh it, my gosh. Yeah. How old was he? He was six. <gasps> six? Yeah. Wait, he was six years old walking to a bus stop by yeah. himself? Mm-hmm. I think in the it se- was 79. Back, yeah, back then. Yeah. I mean, by the time I was in third grade and my brother was in sixth, he was already picking me up from elementary school and we were walking home. Yeah, I walked home in elementary school, but I, I'm just like, six sounds so like... It sounds really young. Really young. Yeah. But he was six. He ended up going missing. Oh it gosh. really, really went mass hysteria over it. His father wow. was like a photographer, so he had like really good headshots of him. The whole flyer scenario started like really popping up and there was like clear, crisp pictures. He was never found, but um, somebody did go to jail, I think in 2012, Pedro Hernandez for his murder. He confessed like what? years and years later. Yeah. Whoa. So that happened, and then two years later in 81, that's when Adam Walsh got kidnapped from, like, Sears Department Store. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember yeah. this one. Oh, Adam Walsh. He was, like, um, his father. He was the host of America's Most oh, Wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. So he was just kidnapped right out of the mall, like, shopping with his mom. The media was obsessed with mm-hmm. kidnapped children. All of them, white, middle class, kidnapped children. Right. There was just, like, a mass media hysteria. So everyone thought it was, like, the leading crime. Realistically, it actually wasn't that commonplace at all, mm-hmm. but it just fucking took off it the was stranger just, yeah. danger. Like, your kids are going to get kidnapped. I remember in kindergarten, they took, like, our fingerprints, took pictures of us so that our parents would have it in case they needed to go to the police with it. Wow. And that was in, like, 95. I remember having a code word if someone was ever like, hey, I know your mom or I'm here to pick yeah. you up or yep. you need to leave with me. It's like well, what's the code word? And if you don't know the code word, then you know, stranger yeah, danger. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like they taught us that in school. And then mm-hmm. like, I went home. I was like, mom, we need like a yeah. code word. <laughs> um, code word. It's crazy. So that was all happening in the 80s and 90s. In 84, they founded um, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. In 85, that's when you saw like photos of missing kids going on milk cartons. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember those a lot, too. Um, That started with Johnny Gosh and Eugene Martin. They were, like, both um, paper delivery boys that went missing, like, on their routes. Were they friends or it was two separate? No, two separate two years later, but they were both delivering for the same paper. They were the first ones on the milk carton. They put Eton Pats on it as well. So that happened, and that stayed pretty current until 96 when the Amber Alert started. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And Amber Alert was named after Amber Hagerman, who was also a kid that was just riding her bike in a parking lot and got... That was in 96? Yeah. I feel like that wasn't that long ago that the Amber Alert started. Or maybe, what was it where it changed where it's like immediately it goes into the Amber Alert? Like they don't wait around anymore. Yeah. I think that's that's, what I'm thinking That was recent. Because like back in the day, it's like, well, unless they've been missing for 48 hours, 72 hours, 24 hours, like Mm -hmm. we can't report it. And it's like... Parents know the difference between a runaway and my child is missing. Like, if they're coming to you, even if it is a runaway, go find that child. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand what the the holdup is. There's a misconception that you can't report a missing person, that you have to wait a certain time. Not anymore. you don't. No. They might tell you that because it's someone who just doesn't really like care. their job doesn't <laughs> care but yeah no if if you think your child's missing go right to the police department there is and if they tell you there's like a waiting time be like I need to speak to somebody else yeah they're lying yeah do you think I know that parents are always worried about their kids being kidnapped but is it 
a concern as much as it was back then? Or do you think it's lessened a little bit because most kids have phones? I think it probably did or lessen. Or they're more aware. Yeah. I also think that the whole stranger danger, because we'll get into stats later. Okay. Um, but it was kind of like the satanic panic where it wasn't really as prevalent as they were making it seem. Mm-hmm. It was just like the hot topic yeah and if that's all you're hearing on the news that's all you're seeing on the milk cartons on the telephone so you just think it's happening all the time yeah um I also read a really good article that I will um link to it's called how the stranger danger panic of the 1980s helped give rise to mass incarceration um we're not going to get too much into it now but it's a really good read and it pretty much you know says that because there was such a hysteria where everyone thought their kids were missing. So they were able to pass a lot of laws that like increased criminal penalties and like all these other things because it was like during the Reagan era. So his whole thing was law and order and the nuclear family and all this shit. They were able to pass a lot of laws Mm -hmm. that were not great. Yikes. You know, using that as like a cover because obviously nothing happens in a vacuum. So there was just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. That was happening a lot in the 80s and 90s. And that was like, when we were children, so I was I was always scared of being kidnapped. I was, yeah, I was always afraid too. I know it just makes me think when being in elementary school, like if my mom came to pick me up, she would always have to go to the office to like yep. sign something, yep. and you would have to meet them in front of the teacher or the principal just to make sure that you're like I don't know this person. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't even think it was that great when I was in elementary school because I remember once our neighbor came and picked me up. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember why, but I just also remember being like, I shouldn't be getting into the car with him because my mom didn't tell me he was picking me up this morning. I don't know why they just allowed me to come with him. I think actually my grandpa had died. Mm-hmm. It's actually like he was supposed to be picking yeah. me up. Um, but he was a little sketchy anyway. And I was just like, am I supposed to be doing this right now? Because like my brother wasn't there anymore and he was just bringing me home. Oh my god! And I was just like... What is happening? Like, am, am I about to get stranger danger? Yeah. <laughs> but I knew him. Mm-hmm. But, but still. But actually, like, it's always usually somebody you know when know. you're getting kidnapped. Wow. Um, thankfully, it was just that my grandpa died. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Michelle. Isn't that crazy, yeah. though? Like, how your gut, even when you're a kid, yeah, just that gut feeling kicks in. The gut feeling kicks in, and I knew it was wrong, but, but I you still don't want it. Yeah, you don't want to, like, no. misbehave. No, exactly. And that's another thing, too, is where they teach you not to talk to strangers. Like, if a little kid will say hi, and I'm like, hey, and they're like, say hi back. She's saying hi. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that kind well, of teaching them to, yeah. like... I don't think that you're a threat, though, you know? I could be. You could be. I could be someone who lost their kid oh, or who no. is just, like, looking for... I'll stalk you. Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, now I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm scared. Ugh. Once we went to a diner and it was me and Jake sitting and like behind us was like a mom with her like two young girls. Mm -hmm. They were probably like six and eight. And then there was like these two older gentlemen that were definitely like 70 eating their breakfast. And they look over at the girls are like, hi, hi. And the mom's like, oh, say hi to them or whatever. The guys are like, are you guys going to college next year? You guys must be going to college. Who's getting married? Like, who has a boyfriend? Trying to be funny like they're older than six and eight. That is so inappropriate. Why isn't this mom shutting this down? Like, it's it's just to be nice, you know? Like, You could literally say anything. Yeah. Enjoying your food? Oh, are you going to get a vanilla ice cream shake or anything? And he wouldn't shut up about it. He kept saying like, oh, you must be getting married next year. You must be getting married soon. And I was like, this is so crazy. And then one of them even said like, if you weren't with your mom, you shouldn't be talking to us. Oh, what the fuck? I was like, I wanted to walk over and be like, can we stop this? This It's not funny what you're doing. It's not funny. And... You're just making everybody uncomfortable. And the mom's oh. like, Haha, yeah, they look, you know, they look. Well, she's probably like, I can't be assertive yeah, and say and be stop rude. it because yeah. I'm here with my kids. Yeah. And there's two men who knows what they're capable of. So now you got to regale us with <laughs> your stories of kidnapping. Okay. So I have a few stories. The kidnapping stories, as I, I'm not going to lie, as they have, as I've gotten older, they've kind of become a blur. Um, but I do have another, okay, 
I'll just ramble. Yeah. You guys can decide. Go for it. So when I was a little girl, I always noticed like older men staring at me. Yeah. Like I hated when men would look at me and give me any kind of attention just because they did it so much when I was a kid. And I just was, it was always like older men like in their fucking fifties and sixties. Just like comment on my hair because I had like super long hair and they would always comment on my big eyes. They'd be like, wow, you have such big, pretty eyes. And I'm like why are you telling me this? Mm -hmm. So I just was always weary of weird, creepy men. Yeah. I still am. Um, (laughs) But I remember like there was this time when I was in front of my house and like we didn't live in the best neighborhood, but my yard was fenced in, but it had a gate at the end of the little sloped sidewalk. And I would always go and play crosswalk because I wanted to be a crosswalk when I got into the grade who could wear the little <laughs> orange vest and yeah. hold the stop sign. Oh my God. So I would always like go out into my street and be like, stop, stop. And I remember there was a car coming and it was like an old yellow mustard car. I can't even remember the make of it. Yeah. Why would you? Like a Pinto? I don't know. Maybe. Um, (laughs) And so I like got back to my sidewalks. I'm like, okay, they're really not going to stop because I'm just pretending. So I remember that I was just like standing on the end of my sidewalk and the car drove by once. And then I went back to my little game and then it drove by again. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. They came back again and they slowed down and they started rolling down the window. And I just was kind of like, okay, this is really weird and scary. And so I remember I ran back up into my house just Uh to wait for them to go by. And then they did. And I waited maybe like 30 minutes and went back out and played. And then I was still at the edge of the sidewalk and the car came back again and they had the windows down. And I remember it was like these older two guys and he started talking to me. He's like, hey there, little girl, what are you doing? Like, how's your day? And it just like automatically, like I felt like I wanted to throw up and I just like immediately shut down Yeah. and I'm like, and the gate was closed behind me. And so I'm like, do I take the time to like open up the gate and try to run away or do I just stand here and I remember I was like mom I'll be there in a second even though she wasn't calling for me yeah and they were trying to talk to me and they were like what are you doing like your outfit looks so cute (gasps) I still remember what I was wearing it was like a two-piece like little shorts with the skirt over it and like a little like crop top yeah that was like normal for kids to wear right yeah okay it wasn't my fault, but <laughs> it wasn't your fault. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't what fault. you were wearing, um, Sam. And, so, and it was like a white little thing, and it had like neon splat, like little pink splatted <gasps> oh my on God. it. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and so I remember they just started talking to me, and I just felt so gross, Michelle. Like my whole body shut down, Jesus. and I remember I like grabbed my neck like this because I yeah. was like, I don't know what to do. But then my mom, she did open up the door and she was like, sissy. And I like turned around and they drove off. And my mom's like, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. That car just stopped. And she was like, don't talk to anyone. And I'm like, I fucking didn't. Like they fucking stopped. And I'm just like, within seconds, I don't want to be like, I could have got kidnapped. But it's like, what the fuck? Like if you're driving back and forth and commenting on like my outfit and it was just so weird. That's okay. Maybe stranger danger is at a date, but this is very true. Adults do not need help from kids. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why an adult needs a kid to help them do anything. I know. So if they're going back and forth and yeah. they're stopping to just chit chat with you, that's nefarious. I love that we're like we're like you don't need to help an adult as if any kids are listening to yes. this. <laughs> well, no, but this whole idea of like, oh, well, I just stopped to ask this kid the time. Like, mm-hmm. no, you have a cell phone. There's no reason There's why no adults reason. need to be talking to kids. I would never in my right mind no. ask someone for help a little also, kid. Also, they're not going to help you? No. What the, you think they know the directions <laughs> to the fucking Walmart down the street? They don't. <laughs> well, it also goes back to like you don't want to misbehave and so you yes, feel like you're supposed exactly. to help the adult because you don't want to get in trouble no Mm -mm. I don't know then there was this other story where I was it was the same house I was a little bit older and we had a swimming pool in our backyard it was just like a little kid swimming pool not the plastic kind but the one like a level up from that okay where like you roll it up and fold it and then you unfold it and the sides come up when you put the water in like two foot yep like two foot. <laughs> two foot. Um, so anyways, like swimming was my jam when I was a little kid. <laughs> I was a little lonely kid, so I had a big imagination. So 
Besides playing a crosswalk, I would play lifeguard and act like my backyard was like the YMCA where people would pay to come oh in my, my backyard. So, so you just <laughs> always wanted a job. <laughs> I did. I, I really did. And so I would act like my invisible friends would just pay me and I'd open up the gate and I'd be like, okay, time to swim. And like, you got to get out so they can clean the pool, even though it's just me like Oh my being God. Weird. I so fucking anyway. love it. <laughs> so I was, it was swimming time. So I was in the pool just hanging out by myself it was like on a Saturday afternoon and all of a sudden some guy probably in his late 30s jumps over my fence and I immediately like duck down to where my eyes are like right at the level of the top of the pool and I'm like yeah. what is happening and so I get to the edge because I'm like whatever's happening I don't want any part of it I don't want him to know that I'm here he climbs the tree in my backyard oh my I God. lose my breath because I'm like what is happening yeah he climbs up the tree and I'm still trying to hide. And eventually, once he's in the tree, he sees me because he can see down. Yeah. And he was like, hey, he's like, we're playing a game. It's called hide and seek. Don't tell anyone I'm here. And so I'm like, okay, well, is oh, this Sam. like a friend of my brother? But he was older than my brother. So I was like, I don't think this is a friend. I remember going, la di like out loud. <laughs> so he would think I'm just like going on with my little playtime. I, I was like, la di splash, splash. And he was everything's like, normal. everything's fine. And he goes, he's like, if you tell anyone that I'm up here, he said, I will come back and kill you and whoever lives here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is red alert, red alert. And so I'm like, splash, did splash. You, did you pee that pool? I probably did. Yeah. And so I like slowly like slither out and like my God little like damn. eight year old body. I'm like trying to make myself small so he doesn't like feel attacked threatened or threatened and I like slowly open up my back door like the screen opens up and I remember like I had to kind of push into our back door because it wasn't easy to open up uh -huh. and I like slowly shut the screen and I lock it and I slowly shut the kitchen door and I lock the doorknob and I lock the bolt and I like go around the table and I kind of look in the blind and I can still see that he's there I'm like walking into the living room like I saw a ghost and my mom's like hey sissy and I'm like mom and she's like yeah and I'm like don't freak out like don't do anything crazy <laughs> and I was like there's a man in our tree and she's like what and I'm like he jumped the fence and he said that if we tell anyone and I think that he did say like don't call the cops yeah and I said he said that he will kill us if we do anything and she's like what are you talking about I mean it's like scary oh with your daughter God. coming in soaked being all quiet yes. mumbling like there's a man that's gonna hurt us so she tries to open the door and I'm like mom don't <gasps> yeah. open the door because when I was younger that was my biggest fear of like someone coming to kill my mom I don't know why oh maybe that, maybe that's where it stems yeah from. yeah but I was like, mom, please don't. And I was like begging her with every mm -hmm. ounce of my being. I'm like, please don't. And she's like, sis, she's like, where is he? I'm like, he's in that tree, blah, blah. So of course she ends up fucking calling the cops. <laughs> and I'm like, that stupid bitch. And I'm like, bitch, we're going to die. <laughs> she calls the cops. I remember like multiple cops cars come to like the corner oh that we lived God. on Scur scurrying screeching lights going off they all go in our backyard and we're just looking out our little raggedy blinds <laughs> and they're like they're like freeze freeze you're under arrest and he's not coming down a cop had to climb the tree and they literally like pulled him from the tree like oh branches were flinging God. everywhere he does not want to come out of that stinking tree they finally got him they arrested him and I remember my mom went out there to talk to him, to the cop, not to okay. the guy. To I the was cop. Like, what? She was like, What's going on? Like, yeah. do we need to be aware? Like, he threatened my daughter that if we told anyone, he would come back. And he was wanted for murdering someone. And I Sam. Michelle, I can't tell you. I was for the time that we lived in that house, because it was many years after. We stayed in that house. Oh, my God. I was so afraid every night. I was like, that man is going to come back and kill us. Yes. Like, I was so... And I now it makes sense of why I'm so paranoid. Yeah. But it was, like, the scariest thing in my life. That's fucking terrifying. I know. I was like, you're not going to fucking get me. I'm going to act like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm going to... la da Slash, slash. I'm going to fucking creep my Holy way back to the shit. house. Yeah. It was terrifying. Also, if I was your mom, I'd be like, well, we're moving. 
I know. Because your mom was probably yeah. like our age now. Mm-hmm. I, would you not move? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust a goddamn soul. Mm-mm. I trust the people in this room right now. It's you and Raven. I trust Jake. I trust some people. Maybe I trust some people. <laughs> some people, yeah. But. I don't. And it's just like growing up in high school, like whenever there were older men that would come around in their fucking cars and just stare at like me and my oh friends. Oh my God. I would be like, you're, you're a kidnapper. You're a pervert. The, yeah. Everyone look, yeah. this guy's a pervert. He's probably going to try to kidnap us. And they would always like skirt off or whatever and my friends are like you're gonna get us killed i'm like no we need to call them out yeah like we need to let people know that we're aware of Uh them and that we're not Uh scared um but yeah and then even like a few years ago at my old house i lived at i went running super early one morning it was like 4 30 in the morning and i can't i think i had one of my dogs Mm -hmm. um and i just like ran down the street a few times because i didn't want to go too far But, like, again, there was a car that had passed. He had passed again. I made a YouTube video about this. Um, I can't remember what car he was driving. But he drove past, drove again, and I'm, like, noticing it's still super dark. But I'm, like, okay, that's definitely the car and that's definitely the license plate. Mm -hmm. And he turns back around again and I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, he's going to do something. Like, what is – it's 4.30 in the morning. Everyone's sleeping. I ended up, like, going to a house that had a porch light on. And I remember, like, I pulled my dog because she was being too slow. I'm, like, we're not getting kidnapped today. Yeah, not today. Not today. And I hid behind their car and I'm just like waiting for him to pass. And I'm like, oh my God. And I had my phone and I remember I opened the screen and I had like 911 dialed just in case. And he fucking stopped like right in front of the driveway that I was at. And he rolls down the window and he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, how are you this brave? Like, how are. How are they this brave to think that? What if I had a gun? Like, you really think you're going to kidnap me? Yeah. And I I was like, I'm getting a call 911. And then that's when he sped off. And I, I, my house was like just right across the street. And I'm like, oh my God, what if he knows where I live? What if he's been watching me like walk and run? And it's just like, I was like, I'm about to call 911. You better get away. And he like sped off. And I'm just... Ugh. There's was, no reason for him to talk to you at 4.30 in the morning. At 4.30 in the morning. Especially if doing. I'm hiding behind a car. Yes. Obviously, I'm fucking terrified. It's like you see me. Yeah. I think it they get off on up. the terror. Yeah, that makes sense. I fucking hate people. Men. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that women are out there kidnapping people. They're not. But I wonder what the, the stats are for that. Zero. Maybe they kidnap, like, kids if they have some kind of a weird, mm-hmm. like, mother thing. They're, they're not. Unless they're also in a couple with a shitty man. Like, there's definitely, like, the couple kidnappers. But it's never just the woman doing it. It's yeah. always in connection with a fucking piece of shit man. Because, like, they know that you're more prone to yep. accept the mm-hmm. woman-friendly face. Yep. Oh, my God. I don't I don't know what chemical they have in their bodies that make them this way, but yeah, get it out. And also real quick, um, <laughs> after this, I'll stop rambling. I don't know. This might be an unpopular opinion, hot topic, but I do not think it's a good idea. Sorry, parents. I know that you really want to capture the first day of school. You can totally do that. But please, for the love of everything. Do not post a photo with your child with the school board where it's the board first day of school. This is my name. I'm this many years yeah, old. This, this is my school. school. This is my school that I'm going to. This is my first grade teacher. It's like literally if I wanted to kidnap your kid, I can just find that and be like, "Hey Mary Ann, are you going I saw that you're going to first grade today. Like let me take you. Like yeah. I know that this is your teacher. She told me." It's like yes. they could use any of that information. Too much info. It's too much. It is. It's so, like, every year come August and September, I cringe with those photos. Yes. I don't, am I being paranoid? No. I never, I actually never put that together, but that's exactly right. I know. I understand, like, you want it, like, as a record. Keep it Keep to yourself. Keep it yourself, And yeah. then also, if you really need to have that picture out there, do it without the board or just yeah. do first day of school. Like, yeah. it doesn't need all the information. 
One more. Okay, seriously, one more thing. You guys are going to think I'm psycho. This is all getting cut anyway, so go ahead. (laughs) But if you do take the first day of school photo, do not take it with the address number of your house because... Oh my God, yes! (laughs) I'm going to show you how, like, I'm going to tell you how easy it is to be a psycho to find where you live. Oh my God. So I had a friend who used to be my friend, but I did want to see how she had been doing because we don't really talk anymore. Um, And so I was just looking on her Facebook wall. And I, I hope she doesn't listen to this because she's like, what the fuck? So I saw that she recently bought a house and she was in front of the house with the house number. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder how much her house was and yeah. like the area yeah. and what it looks like inside. I know it sounds really like a fucking stalker. No, that's a But I was really thing. curious. Is it though? I do that. Um, But I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome that she bought a house. Like, and I fucking found the exact house, Mm -hmm. the exact listing. And I literally just typed in the house number in the city. And it's like, I found her house. It was so easy. I'm like, that was. And you can probably see pictures inside. I saw pictures inside. You can plan your whole way to break in. Yep. You can see the street view. Uh, You can see where you want to hide if you're going to kidnap someone. It's, I don't know. It's a little. Don't think I'm a stalker, guys, but I'm just saying. I've literally done that when I've been too lazy to look up, like, a friend's um, address. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I know it's on this street. And then, so I'll Google it, and then I'll Google map it and look for the house. Yep. And then find out what the number is. Yeah. It's it's too easy. It's too easy. Put up as many roadblocks as you can. Are we being too paranoid? No, I mean, this Parents, is how I think. let us know. <laughs> this is how I think. <laughs> and I don't even have kids to, like, save. <laughs> Maybe if you're actually a parent, your brain's like, I have 500 other million things. I can't think of, like, this point zero 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 I get it. 1% thing you're that right. might happen, yeah. you know? I get it. I'm I get not, it. Yeah. But listen, we're out here doing the work for you, telling you how to be safe. Keep it safe. <laughs> okay, so I only have... One almost kidnapping story. Obviously, I was not kidnapped. Um, Obviously. But it happened overseas in Portugal. Uh, I was 16. And this was the same year that, like, Natalie Holloway had gone missing. Mm -hmm. And so that really affected how this scenario played out. Um, So me and my little cousin, we were given permission to take the bus into the city, which... The city's probably like half an hour away okay. from our village in Portugal to the main city. And, and was this normal for a 16-year-old to take the bus? It was normal for me back here to be taking okay. buses and stuff. So, like, I wasn't weirded out about it. My grandma was like, oh, I don't know if you guys are, like, ready for that. I was like, we're going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. I'm 16. I I'm know everything. Adult. Yeah. Um, so we take the bus, it's like six o'clock in the morning, we have to catch this bus, and then we're going to be in the city all morning, and then we'll take a bus at noon to come back home to have lunch dinner. Pretty much you have dinner in the middle of the day there. Hmm. So we were going to be back at noon. We have a great time, we go to an internet cafe, like we're shopping, we're having a blast. We go to the wrong place to get the bus back to our village, so we miss the bus. Okay. And we start panicking because we wanted to start doing this every few weeks and we were about to cancel it forever because we couldn't catch the bus going back. So we really, really didn't want to call my grandpa to come all the way out to the city to pick us up, to bring us back, because not only would he be pissed off, uh, but we would never be able to do it again. So we decided we were going to take a taxi back. And my cousin was a little weary of it. She was 13, but like she's from Portugal, so she understands it a little bit better. And I was like, why? What's like the problem? We'll just take a taxi. We'll like get dropped off at the village next to our village so that we can say we still took the bus Mm -hmm. and nobody will see us getting out of a taxi. It's going to be fine. And she was like, okay, okay. And so we go back, we go down to like where the taxi lot is. We ask a a guy like, hey, does any can anybody bring us to Grala? And one guy was just like, yeah, I can take you. And like everyone was like being like weird. They're like, oh, you're gonna take these girls back or whatever. Ooh. And I was just like, this is making me uncomfortable. We get in the taxi. I get in the front seat. My cousin's in the back seat. And as we're driving, he's just like asking us like a lot of like kind of inappropriate questions, like oh, so what are you doing here? Because he notices that, like, I don't speak proper Portuguese. Like, obviously, I'm American. Yeah. So he's like, oh, are you here for the summer? And I was just like, yeah, I'm here with my grandparents or whatever. And he's like, you're really pretty. You must have a boyfriend over in America. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, but do you have a boyfriend here too? And just like, 
It How was, old do you think he was? He was like probably like 54-ish, oh mid-50s. Oh my god. Yeah. So he's asking me all these questions. I start getting nervous because like I said, Natalie Holloway was literally the the last thing I read about, heard about all the time in America before I went there for that summer. Wow. And Natalie Holloway was like a high school student that on her high school trip to Aruba went missing. And so like it was a huge story back here and I was just like... <sighs> I'm like in a different country. I'm feeling like my gut feeling is like, this is really not great. Nobody knows we're supposed to be taking this taxi. Everyone thinks we're on the bus going home. Like nobody knows where we are or who we're with. No details. Nothing. And so my 16 year old, I was already into like true crime and everything. Um, I put like a lighter in my hand in case I needed to start like punching him. So like it would be like stronger. That a girl. And I had a pick comb because I used to tease my hair a lot back then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like a comb and it has a very pointy end. And I remember looking at my cousin in the rear view mirror on my side. I could tell she was very nervous in the back seat too. And so I just like passed it to her in the Aww. back seat. Um, and then at the same time, so the there's only one way to get to the city from our village. And most of it is through other little villages. But there are like stretches of like rural nothingness like farms and shit um at the same time they were in the process of like building this highway that went from all the way up north to portugal down to the main cities and so i noticed him take a turn that i had never taken before i was like oh this isn't the way you go you just keep going through here which oh is through gosh. all the little villages and he was like, oh, no, no, no. Now that they're building the highway, like there's a cut road that the construction workers take. It'll get us there much quicker. And that rang false to me yet again. So I was just like, I, I'm about to fucking fight for my life. Like this mm -hmm. is about to fucking happen. So then I start talking to my cousin being like, okay, so was going to pick us up at the bus station, right? Like he knows that we're coming and like, yep. we're going to be there soon. And she's like, yeah, yeah. When I called him before we left, like he said, he would pick us up mm -hmm. there. She's going along with it. And we just keep talking pretty much about like how everybody knows, knows. that we ended up taking a taxi and that we would be getting to this place soon. Yep. Literally after this conversation that me and her have, he goes, oh, oh my God, this is the wrong road. This isn't the road that connects back. He's like, I'm going to have to turn around. I'm so sorry. And I was just like, oh, that's okay. That's fine. And so he turned around oh and got back God. on the main road that brought us back home and he dropped us off or whatever. But I was just like, this man Michelle. was about to do something. Oh my gosh. And so that was my almost kidnapped story. Holy shit. Hopefully, I mean, hope to God, maybe that was, you know, maybe he did think that was like a secret passage, but. But it's like, who, how do you know? You don't. You don't. And it's like, you felt like that for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, is like, you just have to be so quick on your feet. Yeah. You really, um, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do anything, but start planting seeds of people are waiting for me mm -hmm. like people know where I am this isn't an easy thing and good for your um it was your cousin you yeah. said good for your cousin for, for not picking, yeah. for picking it up and not like questioning because sometimes no. people are I mean she was already scared mm -hmm. also but some people are just so oblivious and I so know. when you try it's oh like god. oh my god if she yeah because she could have easily been like we didn't call anybody mm-hmm but oh, we were Jesus, can you imagine? And then that would have I think yep. it would have been a different scenario. But like I could see her from the back seat and we just kept like looking at each other and I was just kind of you need to go along with me right now. So you weren't even in the back seat with her? No, I was oh in the front God, seat with him. Oh my god, that's so scary. And this dude was big. He Shit. he was like a big dude, not like muscly big, but probably 6'2, probably around 240. He was just wow. like a bigger dude. I was like this dude can take us easily. And that's why I was just like, I need to give her a weapon. I was yeah. like looking around for weapons. It was, I was getting really scared. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. No. I would have probably rolled out of the mm -hmm. car. But that's the thing. The road he was taking us on was, there was nothing. It was yeah. nothing. Because also between like 12 and 1, which is when we were in this taxi, literally everything shuts down for people to go home and eat. Mm -hmm. So... Not only were we on like just like this dirt farm road, there was nobody out there. Wow. So it was, it was Isn't scary. Isn't that crazy just how like your body and mind knows to like try to hold your composure mm -hmm. and 
like almost try to reassure them like I'm not scared like don't yeah. don't freak out don't freak out because I'm not freaking out so everyone just stay calm <laughs> so what did you guys do when you got out at the stop so thankfully we had already told him to like drop us off at the village before our village because we didn't want anyone to see us so he dropped us off there so I think in his head he thought we were from this place called Tor which we actually were not from we were mm-hmm. from Agrella and then we just ran all the oh way home God. and somehow and we told my my grandma's like oh what happened like why are you like late why are you out of breath and stuff and we're like oh the bus dropped us off over there because we were the only ones coming here and he didn't want to make the trip and she's like oh those bus drivers mm-hmm. like they can't go out of their way for anybody and stuff yeah. and we're like yeah I know crazy and we didn't tell anybody Oh my goodness. What do you think would have happened if you would have said anything? They would have obviously been like, you're never doing that yeah, again. Yeah. That's so crazy, especially with you hearing about the Natalie case. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was young, I remember there was a girl in our town. Her name was um, Nancy Shoemaker and she was nine years old and it was like 1990 where she actually got kidnapped. Oh there were God. two men who – and it like blew up all over the news yeah. and it's like every kid in Wichita was like deathly afraid of getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And she was a nine-year-old girl who had like dark brown hair and she liked all of the things that I did. So I was yeah. like, wow, that could totally like happen to me too. Yeah. And it was um, two men who saw her walking home from like a 7-Eleven and they asked her for help to find their dog and they ended up kidnapping her. They took her to like a little grassy wooded area. They found her body like almost a year, I think it was like 10 months later. Um, But yeah, it was just like so scary and I I still look up. stuff about it because I'm like what's going on like what's happened with the guys who were involved and one is uh serving a life sentence and then the other one who he said he stood by while the guy was Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff to her and he said that he tried to pull him off of her and tried to do all this stuff but he kept getting knocked down and couldn't do anything about it Mm -hmm. um he was actually just released a few months ago and now lives like in kansas city and her poor parents they don't live in wichita kansas anymore they live in florida but they would have to fly back every few years to try to get him to not be released um but he's released now I hate that the onus is on, like, this grieving family to make sure a piece of shit stays in jail. I know. There are posters of her, like, on all the telephone poles, the commercials, because she was missing for a while. It's so terrifying. What if those were the guys that were in that mustard car? I don't, Michelle, I just got, like, shivers all down my spine. Why are people so bad? What? I just don't get it. I, know. I just don't get it. There's just, like, literally nothing in my body that ever wants to harm another human. Like, why do some people take it to such lengths? It's Mm -hmm. fucking terrible. Yeah, it's awful. And I can never imagine, like, being a parent of a missing kid. And it's like, how do you go on with life? It's just... But it seems like they all, like, they put their energy in getting better laws, getting better things in place, and they really are, like, on a mission. Yeah, because when, like, something like that touches you, you just, like, don't want it to ever happen to somebody else, which Mm -hmm. I think is great that people have that compassion and they're just like, nobody else can go through this. It's all terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Did we get any listener stories? We did. Stories? Yeah. So this listener wrote in and said, hello, ladies. This happened when I was seven and my sister was around four. It was the middle of the summer and late morning and we went walking down three houses to meet with our friends. It happened to be a bulk garbage day and their dad was throwing out a computer that was sitting on top of a garbage can. Before knocking on their door we stopped to play with it. It reminded us of a spaceship control panel so we were (laughs) messing with the keyboard and I remember trying to pull the seven key off because that was my age. Oh my god just all the details already it's like I can feel something bad coming up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, An old black truck with a cab slowed down in front of us, and he had his passenger window down. He started asking us questions, and I was frozen in fear. I was always afraid of strangers, thanks to a Nickelodeon segment on what to do if you're kidnapped, and so I didn't answer any questions verbally. I just shook my head yes or no. I could tell he was getting frustrated by this and eventually said something along the lines of, Well, I'm not asking you anymore if it works. I'm telling you to get in the car. (gasps) And he leaned over to open the passenger door. 
I didn't know if I could react so fast, but I grabbed my sister's wrist, who had no idea what was going on, and ran as fast as I could. He took off, and I ran us both back towards our house as fast as I could, but pretended to run into a neighbor's driveway so he didn't actually yeah, know where yep. we lived. That's Oh, my gosh. It's crazy that we know that instinctually. Yeah. Like, don't actually go to your house. Yep. Ugh. Why? Why do we have to live like this? I know. Okay. I don't even remember if I told my parents I was so traumatized. Like, afraid to even go to the grocery store with my mom or parents at school because I was afraid to be around that many adults that were strangers. This still affects me today, and now that I'm pregnant, I feel like it's starting to affect me even more because I know that these things can happen. Anyway, this was long, so I'll stop it there, but that's my story. Thanks for giving me a space and place to share. Love yous, Mandy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't... Fuck off. That's what I want, like, every six-year-old to scream when, like, a car comes up to them. Like, fuck off. Keep it going. There's nothing you need from me. Yeah. Mandy, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, that's so scary. And I'm, like, sorry that it still affects you to this day, and now you have to think about it again now that you're having a Mm -hmm. kid. Like, why do people have to do this to us? It actually didn't progress as far, I'm sure, as they wanted, but you still fucked us Mm -hmm. up in a way. I just think it's gross, and I don't think I've ever saw it in person, but, like, I hear it a lot in true crime stories. It's, like, when, like, the facade falls, Mm -hmm. and they actually show you who they are, and they're not playing, like, lost puppy guy, and all of a sudden, there's just, like, a fucking demon in front of you. You literally said, I'm not gonna ask you if it works anymore. Get in the car. car. Yeah. And it's so sad because it's like, think of all the kids when someone is like, get in the car. And then they just, just, yeah. 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 I mean, I have like goosebumps all over my body. (laughs) So we looked into some stats about national child kidnapping. And this is from Poly Class Foundation. 99.8% of the children who go missing do come home. 99.8. That's good. Nearly 90% of missing children have simply misunderstood directions or miscommunicated their plans, are lost, or have run away. Ugh, did you ever run away as a kid? No. I think I tried to for like an hour, but then I came back. Yeah. Because I was too scared. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to make my mom sad, so let me go back. <laughs> 9% are kidnapped by a family member in a custody dispute. Yeah, Ugh, that, that is so scary. are abducted by non-family members. Usually during the commission of a crime, such as a robbery or sexual assault, the kidnapper is often someone the child knows. Okay, so non-family, but somebody that they know. Mm -hmm. Only about 100 children, a fraction of 1%, are kidnapped each year in the stereotypical stranger abductions you hear about in the news. 100 children? I still feel like that's a lot. I mean, it's not as much as you would think, but... It's still too many. Yeah. About half of these 100 children come home. So 50. Yeah. That's still 50 kids that are abducted by strangers that then are missing forever. Wow. Which is a lot, but I think what they're trying to get at is, like, the news definitely amplifies Mm -hmm. it. Which they should. Yeah. But and of course they do. It's yeah. like, that's just the news and media. Yeah. But I mean, when that perfect little white child does go missing and it's like literally everywhere. It's such a different yeah. story and outcome mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was crazy that like 50 kids a year. Because it makes it seem like 50,000 kids a year are being mm-hmm. like abducted by strangers. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap it up. Hopefully, the, I'm. it's like, how do you say? Hopefully, this one wasn't too heavy. But I know. No. It I'm, is what it is. It's it is what, what it is. It's, yeah. All right. So, let's not talk to children that you don't know. There is no reason for you to accost a child for help if you are an adult. Mm-hmm. They don't have the answers for you, and you just look like a fucking creep. Let's not question our gut feeling. Mm. Yeah. It's just so, it's a miracle how that works, mm-hmm. you know? And even if you're um, being overdramatic, who cares? Who cares? It's better safe than sorry. Yeah. Apologize later. Yeah. Scream at that dude and be like, get away from me. Lock the door if someone walks by in yeah. the car. Who cares? Who cares? 
say no thanks, I'm good if they yeah. come knocking on the window. Exactly. No disrespect, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get kidnapped or murdered today. Don't knock on my door in the middle of the day. I'm not answering it. I don't care if you need I solar panels. I hate when people... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really thought we were... That was yeah. like... <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I would also be interested in hearing about like how Natalie's story was one that stuck into your head. And then with Nancy's story, like in your town, was there a missing person case that just kind of stuck in your brain? Let us know. I would, I would be interested in looking into it. Yeah. If you got something that you want to share, we'll read it. If you don't want it to be read, but you just want to share it. Mm -hmm still send it to us like we want we want to give you space to to tell your stories too uh we love you we love you have a great week have a fabulous week and we'll see you next time take care bye Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Mm-hmm.